Hello, hello everybody, what is going on? Mark here with a quick announcement before we get started with this week's show. Be sure to check out our Big Cartel shop. It is cryptonotpodcast.bigcartel.com. We recently added an enamel pin set. You get two enamel pins uh, for $13, which is a pretty cool deal, and I see a lot of you have jumped on that. I've been running back and forth to the post office for the last couple of weeks. I appreciate the orders. We appreciate the support. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And, again, that is cryptonotpodcast.bigcartel.com. You can get two enamel pins for the super low price of $13. So be sure to check that out. The link for that will be in the description of this podcast, or if you want to type it in with your thumbs, again, it is cryptonotpodcast.bigcartel.com. So, uh, yeah, either or, whichever is easier for you, click the link, use the thumbs, whichever you got to do. Also, too, don't forget, we have a tea Public shop. You can uh, look at the link in this description. It will be there. You can get yourself some merch. You can get some hoodies, some shirts, some long sleeves, uh, totes. We got totes there now, so check that out. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. That is my intro for you fine folks this Monday morning. Uh, and without further ado, Christopher Q, that creepy music. Welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me, as always, is I'm Chris Carnicelli. And wow, surprising! I, I never say that. I never no, say no, it. No, I love, but you said it with the question mark, and I that know. made it wonderful. <laughs> I, I'm simply Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining simply. us. Robin, simply Rob. Simply Rob. <laughs> simply <laughs> Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob and Chris, thank you for joining us. As always, welcome, uh, be sure to follow us in the social medias, please. The Instas, do it. The Twitters. Mark enjoys all of it. The Facebooks. I would like to. Someday I'll move on into this century and do it. I am partial to the Instas. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to... You like the Instas. I love the Instas. The Instas is where it's at. It's just... It's a little bit more secluded. It's a little bit more fun. It's all picture-based. There isn't... There's isn't a lot of heaviness there. The DMs are great. I talk to all of our listeners on there all the time in the DMs. Thank you all for talking to me. Dungeon Masters? I, I appreciate yeah, what, what, it. What are DMs exactly? The direct message. Oh. oh not the Dungeon Masters. No, they are not That would have been cooler. Masters. That would have yes. been cool, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so right on. So be sure to hit us up in the DMs and the Instas. I'm there. I'm talking. I'm having fun. Uh, the ratings and reviews are always welcome on the Apple Podcasts and the iTunes apps. Those always help. Uh, so yeah, you know what? Let's just cut to it and get started. Whoa. Let's do this. Are we going to do this? Do we, do we have time to just kick around bullshit, or are we going to get right to the gosh darn subject? This week, we're talking about the Crawfordsville Monster. In the twilight of the 19th century, the citizens of a small Indiana town would be assailed by a bizarre airborne beast that would not only terrify eyewitnesses, but cause some to believe that the end of the world was nigh. <sighs> nigh. Nigh. I just love that word. The end is nigh. I love That's the only those time signs. you say. Is there anything else you say? The, like the beginning is nigh. I, you know, or, Hunger or, is nigh. Um, yeah. Workday's almost over. The lunch break is nigh. <laughs> no one ever says that. No, no. but I'm going to start. Yeah, absolutely. On a, a side note, my nigh. worst part of my day probably is my lunch break. Actually, really? <laughs> yeah, That's I the worst hate part. It. Of your it's day? the worst part of my day is my lunch break. Yeah. Oh, because, is it because you're well, not because, eating the right? No, because foods? I work a weird shift, so my lunch break is like, like, like a weird time. Is it so, dinner time? Like seven or eight? It's technically dinner, but I consider it lunch because I don't eat during the day. So, all right. First yeah. off, breakfast, most important meal, uh, yeah. regardless of when you get up. So maybe you would be in less existential misery come lunch slash dinner time if indeed your stomach was prepared and not ravenous and you weren't in like a psychological state of turmoil. So try a breakfast tomorrow yeah, and then tell dude. us how it works out. I like the, I like the existential angle because that's exactly what it is. Of when course I, when it I is. go to lunch, I'm like, fuck. No, because you're starving all day. Seven o'clock. Hunger creates emotional and intellectual despair. I know. I know. It does. You're seeing mirages, right. as we talked about before. <laughs> <laughs> mirage. I'm going home with some mirage. All right, Rob, what do we got? What we have is a phenomenal monster from a bygone century. All right. Let's get into it. Founded in 1823 on the banks of Sugar Creek. That just sounds homey as the dills. Sugar Creek. Yeah, it really does nice. sound nice. And named after U.S. Treasury Secretary William H. Crawford, 
Crawfordsville is located in Montgomery County in central Indiana and is the home of one of the greatest cryptozoological and possibly paranormal mysteries in American history. I say that without hyperbole. Damn. It's legitimately a great American mystery. Okay. The Mysteries of America. American History.com. <laughs> There is no way that domain was not picked up the third oh day the God. internet existed. Someone yeah. owns it, and they probably want $25,000 for it or whatever, but fucking whatever. What, what are you going to do? At about 2 a.m. on September 5th, 1891, two ice delivery men, which is a phenomenal job, long gone ice, ways, yeah, yeah, from Crawfordsville, men named Marshall McIntyre and Bill Gray. And Marshall, Marshall McIntyre. Marshall McIntyre, that's a superhero. That. That's fucking a fucking, super. at least that's like a, fa- that's like Wyatt Earp-esque in terms of he should have been the that sheriff of that too. small town. He yeah. should have been fucking guiding criminals to their ultimate fate. But they're icemen in this context. We're preparing their wagon for their morning rounds when McIntyre was suddenly overcome by what he claimed was a feeling of awe and dread. And you know, when you have that sudden feeling of awe and dread, you know it's one of two things. You're way too fucking high. Yeah. Or... There's something looming over your shoulder that is fucking going to be a bad scene. I live in a That's mostly dread, though. Figure, I, I don't think it's really awe, though, with you. I think it's mostly dread. It's mostly dread, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly just a, an existential fucking hand of fucking Like, on dread is when you see, like, the, the yeah, meteorite no. in the sky. And it goes yeah. a little too no, long, and you're dread. like, oh, we're fucked. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to enjoy my dread. Robert, continue. McIntyre looked skyward and saw something utterly inexplicable swimming in the skies above he and gray not a meteor swimming i I, yeah look at understandably perplexed the pair put their prep work on hold and stared up at what they described as a horrible apparition that was flying towards them oh boy the creature soaring down at them didn't resemble a bird or anything else they had ever seen take to the skies the local paper the crawfordsville journal would describe what the pair had witnessed and this is what it had to say it was most gruesome in aspect. You gotta love oh the English of the time. Even... Yeah, how aspects, it was... aspects were most gruesome. <laughs> the shit is scary. That's what I would say. It was about eighteen feet long and eight feet wide. What? Oddly non-aerodynamic proportions. By eight. <laughs> yeah, eighteen by eight. Standard eighteen by eight. Yeah. Flying object. Aerodynamic. Maybe yeah. it was a fucking roof, maybe, but all and right. moved rapidly through the air by means of several pairs of side fins. Whoa. Yes. Okay. I know what it is. You do? It's a giant rod. Oh, no, truly. I know. That rod. was my first thought, too. <laughs> right. It's giant a hyper rod. rod. It was pure white and had no definite shape or form, resembling somewhat a great white shroud fitted with propelling fins. A so shroud. a super shroud of Turin, sans the Jesus like face, a scarf kind of. with yeah. 1,800 flippers or whatever many, right. flitting through the sky. Being all fucking <laughs> Still bizarre. sounds like a hyper rod. It's a hyper rod. Yeah, so far it's a hyper rod. Do we all believe in rods real quick, Paul? <laughs> all right, rods. Rob. I want to desperately, but almost every significant piece of footage I have seen that showed a rod has been debunked as either a bug, a bird, or some other artifacting that is intrinsic yeah, video. to the medium okay, yeah, rather right. than the creature. Yeah, okay. I do not believe in rods. Chris, rods, yes, Yeah, no, no most of them are okay. video uh, anomalies. So we're not on the rods board. Yeah, but hyper rods are a different thing All altogether. Right, cool. All right, continue. Okay. The quote went on to say, there was no tail or head visible, but there was one great flaming eye. Whoa. Yeah. Cyclopic. Okay, okay never mind. It's Sauron. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> it demon. Is. It's a floating bedsheet <laughs> Sauron with cool. a million flippers. All right, sweet. And a sort of wheezing plaintive sound was emitted from a mouth which was invisible. It flapped like a flag in the winds as it came on and frequently gave a great squirm as though suffering unutterable agony. I swear to God, 1800s newspaper reporters write like me. Yeah, really. I mean, come on. How do you say say coming from an invisible mouth? So there was no (laughs) mouth that they could see. But, but they heard a noise. sound was emitted therein. For, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, it, it has yeah. asthma it's or funny, smokes. One of the All two. Right, so we've got basically an 8 by 18 foot right. malformed super sheet okay. right. with many flippers, 
um, and one giant sauron eye. Yeah. Okay, and cool. And it has COPD. Yep. COPD, but no evident mouth. Okay, cool. Which is probably going to make it even harder for it to breathe. Sweet. From its That's massive... That's why it sounds that way. ...hyperrod gills or whatever. <laughs> it's it trying to breathe and it can't because it has no yeah. mouth. The article went on to note that the team's <laughs> additional observation was that the creature seemed to focus on a nearby house of a man chronicled as Mr. Martin. Mm. And this is what it said. When it came to be directly over the residence of Mr. Martin, it began to sweep slowly and majestically around in a circle. The apparition finally flew off toward the east, but when it finally reached the city limits, it returned and began to hover over Mr. Martin's house. Mr. McIntyre was in favor of arousing the family. But his companion interposed his objection. Pussy. Wait, yeah, yeah. what? Fuck you, you, Mr. Gray. Mr. fucking McIntyre is about going into the belly of the beast and saying, yo, Mr. Martin and his family, there's some shit you should probably be aware of. Yeah, Yeah, there's a problem, dude. We got to talk about this. Like, we got to alert the family. Yeah. And he's like, no. Like, get the fuck out. And Mr. Gray's like, let me interpose an objection. Yeah. So standard for the time. Yeah. Sadly, Mr. McIntyre did not stand his ground and allowed said interdec- inter- objection, I should say, not interjection, to stand. So fuck both of them. They should have warned the Martin family. This comes down to neighborhood policing. Yeah. You got to police your own shit. When you, you know, see a flying sheet of de- of demon death, you got to show up and be like, hey, fucking this Stand your happening. ground. Exactly. Yeah, stand your ground. Yeah. This is before neighborhood watch. But watch your fucking neighbor. Exactly. When a super monster with one eye and multiple fins is flying over their house. Yeah. Wake a motherfucker up and say, be aware. Say something. Neighborhood watch. We're going to make stickers and that's going to be the symbol on the sticker. The new neighborhood (laughs) watch. (laughs) We're flying fucking (laughs) sheet with the eye on it. Fascinated, McIntyre and Gray continued to watch as this unfathomable apparition cavorted above them at heights ranging from 400 to just 100 feet. Of course, that's an estimation. Okay. For the better part of an hour. The two began to grow concerned that the creature might decide to become just as curious about them as they were about it, and they made their way into a safety of a nearby barn. Eventually, they felt it was safe enough to go back out, finished harnessing their horses, and began their day's route hours behind schedule. They watched the thing continue its aerial writhing as they rode away, but when they returned from their route later that morning, it was nowhere to be seen. So hours later when they came back, it was gone. Well, but for the entire time, they're riding away ice and toe. They're seeing this thing around Mr. Martin's house and doing right, whatever the fuck it's doing. Weird. Feet, exactly. This is when they suddenly got balls, for the record. Yeah, right. Typical male bullshit. McIntyre and Gray would later insist that they were no longer afraid and they were now intent on taking the creature down, telling local reporters... <laughs> They will carry a Springfield rifle to the barn the next time they go, and if the apparition again comes flapping around, they will drill a hole in him with an ounce of cold lead. Wow, hard as nails, dude. A full ounce lead. A full dirty ounce of cold lead. Dude, shoot a ghost. Yeah, shoot, shoot the fucking (laughs) flying, the flying sea monster. Yeah. The fucking the apparition swimming the skies with your sweet one ounce of cold lead. Cold lead always sounds hard. Anyone who says that is instantly Clint Eastwood or John Wayne in my book. Right. But regardless of how tough you sound, don't be like after the fact, no, I totally could have taken that monster. Oh, that yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I was gonna. I mean, I wasn't running in terror after staring at it for hours and being afraid to fucking warn the poor Martin family of their <laughs> imminent demise. Yeah. No, no, none of that. None of that. Now I'm going to shoot it dead right in its one flaming eye and send it plummeting to earth. Cold nice. lead. Cold lead. This utterly bizarre creature would be easy enough to dismiss as a drunken hallucination or perhaps an outright hoax, were it not for the corroboration of another eyewitness with an impeccable reputation who also saw the flying fiend. This happened the same night, a smidge earlier. The witness in question was one Reverend G.W. Switzer, back in the days when your first two names were always initials. Like, people almost never were like, you know, Rob, Mark, Chris... It would always be like fucking R.T. Morphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the way it was. You know, actually, Mr. Stores sounds kind of cool. Good old Mr. Stores. He's you sound a solid like an guy. entrepreneur. Like you, yeah. you, you own stores. three mines yeah. and like one general store. Mm. All right, child labor with Mr. Stores. Child labor. Jesus Christ. All right, so Reverend G.W. Switzer, Methodist pastor, who along with his wife also claimed to see the sky beast on what was described a very dark and very still night. 
Shortly after midnight, Reverend Switzer stepped out of his door to retrieve some water from the well, when, according to the September 7th, 1891 edition of the Crawford, Crawfordsville Daily Journal, and this is what they said, a strange, weird sensation crept over him. He suddenly felt his attention draw upward, and raising his eyes with the full expectation of beholding something, he saw what both puzzled and astonished him. Propelled by some unseen force, he saw sweeping toward him from the southwest the apparition. It was about 16 feet long and 8 feet wide and resembled a mass of floating drapery. Super sheet in the sky. Yeah. All right. Second super shit sighting. The Reverend wasted no time in running inside and waking his wife, and the couple gawked upward as the thing, quote unquote, swam through the air in a writhing, twisting manner similar to the glide of some serpents. And if someone's going to know a serpent's glide, (laughs) it's a reverend. Similar to the glide. Well, yeah. The satanic glide, though he didn't say that. I'm adding that. That's how I walk. I glide. Oh, you, you glide like a serpent? You know, yeah, totally. I like a serpent. literally watched you walk for many decades. You do not glide like a serpent. How dare you? You go from side to side? Yeah. You don't You don't even undulate. You've seen me when I from behind when I walk. You know how I, how I glide? Oh, yeah, all right. That is a little serpent. Yeah, it's a little bit. A little it's bit. kind of sexy. Thank you. I can live with that. I, I appreciate that. Fair Thank enough. You. Thank you. As the Switzers watched, the mystery apparition seemed at one point as though it might descend on the lawn of Lane Place. That's two capitals. <gasps> That's a fucking designation. That's the name Lane of a home. Place. Back when they named a home, when you you know were austere enough that you named your home something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Home of the late U.S. Senator Henry S. Lane's widow. So the Lane Place is... Lane Place. Yeah. Yep. Before it reascended and continued its circuitous route above the city. Why this thing seemed to show an apparent interest in some houses and not others remains open for speculation. It has targets, possibly. Uh, so the Martin Political family, targets? Yeah. Good old Widow Lane. Oh. Who knows? Political targets. Well, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it a lobbyist? Is it in league <laughs> with the Papa Bawa? <laughs> it's political oh, targets. Oh, the Jesus. darkest of political oh, targets. Christ. As seems to happen in any age, when the citizens of Crawfordsville heard about the sightings, they swiftly began to heap ridicule on the eyewitnesses. The undeserved derision became so pointed that at one point the director of the, and I swear to God this is real, Keeley's Institute for Inebriates. How do I get that job? What? Yeah. I thought they did yeah. pools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's for, it's, no, it's it, it for drunks. Back then yeah. it was for drunks. Yeah. Now it's for pools. In Plainfield... One Professor Burton, who was the director of said institution, reportedly wrote to Reverend Switzer and invited him to visit in the hopes of curing what must be a case of incipient alcoholism. Jesus Christ. So this fucking ravaging bastard from fucking Keeley's home for, you know, Institute for Inebriates, just randomly out of the blue, cold sends this reverend yeah. a letter saying, clearly you're shit-faced constantly. Come here and let me fix you. Yeah, you're you monster yeah. seeing drunk fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're hammered. Get it together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Professor. Hey, 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 yeah, hey, listen, douche. The line is not easy. Functional alcohol, uh, being being a functional alcoholic, the line is not easy. No, you got to walk that line steadily, as we all know too as well. We all know a little bit too well. You got to hold your shit together. And apparently, Reverend Switzer was fucking up the program. All right. Just when it seemed as if the four eyewitnesses would be forced to languish in this quagmire of unrelenting ridicule, the following night the thing returned, but this time it did not just show itself to a handful of stranded observers. According to reports published by the Crawfordsville and Indianapolis journals, no less than hundreds of witnesses testified that they watched the anomalous airborne entity fiercely flapping through the night sky complete of course, with the cycloptic eye. Well, yeah. The okay. Crawfordville Journal reported that the beast undulated above the throngs of odd onlookers at a height of about 300 feet until it abruptly plummeted earthward toward a group of spectators. Those who narrowly avoided this apparent attack swore that they could feel its hot breath as it rushed past them. Oh, what? I don't know if they saw a Dude. mouth. Maybe they didn't. Oh, but the hot breath That's a pyrotechnic. Gone, yeah, no, gone really. Is this Super another technical. failed firework? Yes. <laughs> we really we live in a constant barrage of failed fireworks. <laughs> in this Dude, pod. it's clearly a Chinese dragon firework. Well, it is a Chinese dragon. Lucky, oh, it's lucky. a one-eyed, multi-flipper Chinese dragon. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, there's really no context for it. It's funny what Chris said earlier. 
And I should note for the record that this was the last time the creature was officially seen. Okay. At least reported. The first thing that came to mind was rod. Long, well, semi-rectangular, yeah. multiple fins. Giant that, that rod. smacks of yeah. rod. Um, no apparent head or tail seems odd. To me, that just suggests that it's essentially rectangular, except right. that the way it undulates, it's moving in the wind like... Yeah, rods don't like normally a super do sheet, that. Which, of course brings back the usual suspect of the seagull in the bed sheet that we, oh, we God, yeah. of oh, course the, invoked in the Kinderhook Kinder blob, blob case. Yeah. 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 Um but but we're gonna get we're gonna get to what other people have said and okay. we're gonna move to a bunch of uh different ideas, but but really this is absolutely anomalous and and non aerodynamic in any real traditional way. No sixteen by eight or eighteen Nothing by eight is weird. In the to fly. air yeah. moves like that or needs to move like that. Right? Yeah that's just kind of they've just they just fly like directly. They don't need to undulate in that way yeah. yeah well i mean what switzer said it was serpentine he also said it resembled a fucking drape uh, yeah the 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 iceman said i i think they also compared it to like a sheet or something that mm. was kind of twisting in the wind but with clear flippers and a clear and, and cycloptic a flaming fucking flaming, eye fl- the flaming eye yeah no the eye of sauron is yeah, absolutely what comes to mind immediately okay needless to say in these simpler god-fearing times Many throughout the Midwest began to fear that this creature was not only of supernatural origin, but might actually be a harbinger of the coming end of days. Oh, dude, this is it. It's going to happen. It's going down. End times, oh, so, 1891. It's like yeah. some sort of seraphim or some sort of angel. Well, what, what's, what's, angel? what's funny about that is that, you know, you've got Leviathan angel. of the sea. You've got the behemoth of the land. Right. Where's the great sky demon from the book of uh, this Revelation? Is, this is the one. It doesn't exist. But in fucking mid-Indiana. Yeah, he was forgotten about. They forgot about him until he showed up. And he yeah. was like, hey, it's me. What's up? Yeah. yeah, no, they forgot the... I don't know. What would be the... Airviathan? I don't even know. The fucking... I don't know. Does it have a name? Skyhemoth? <laughs> I don't know what like Skyhemoth. Skyhemoth is cool. But anyway, this fucking thing is doing its thing. All right. So, here's where we get into when the skeptics fall into play. And maybe they have something. Maybe they don't. All right. We're going to address all issues. Let's hear them out. Following these events, two alleged eyewitnesses, John Hornbeck and Abe Hernley, claimed to have tracked the creature. They stated that they followed the wraith, calling it a wraith, Mm. about town and finally discovered it to be a flock of many hundred kill deer. Which, of course, is a phenomenal Wendigo offshoot that murders... No, it's not. It's a fucking bird. Yeah, I was I just saying, to say, yeah, no. A killdeer is a bird. A flock yeah. of birds? Yeah, a flock of birds. They further claimed that these white-winged birds caused many observers to believe that they were seeing a creature from another world. Skeptics, most of whom were not at the scene during the events in question, also cited a combination of the damp air and the town's newly installed electric lights as causing the birds to become disoriented as they flew over the city. Bear in mind, this is after the fact. This is Monday morning skepticism. People are saying, okay, so these two guys say it was a flock of birds. Okay. Uh, Damp air combined with the mighty new force of electricity caused people to see this creature. Okay. 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 All right. Well, I mean, if you've never seen electricity, uh, you know, in action... Or Fair. bird, flock of birds. No. In action. Like in seagulls action. at night, are, are, it's a little fucked up when you it's see a flock of seagulls at night. weird, yeah. Like in the Burger King parking lot. They're not killing yeah, deer. Um, first Kill off, but when I see the band Flock of Seagulls at night, it's the only time I want to see them. Well, yeah, just for the record. I mean, are they even still a thing? Are they even still? They're always a thing in my heart. I hope okay. so. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> this explanation inconveniently, in my opinion, fails to explain the circumstances under which the first four eyewitnesses observed the creature, not under electricity, or how the allegedly hundreds could mistake a low-flying flock of birds for an undulating, one-eyed, multi-finned entity capable of swooping down on crowds and exhaling hot breath. In all fairness, those are not addressed by this. Okay. Failing the flock of birds hypothesis, others insisted that the creature was the byproduct, and this is fucking infuriating, of a Midwest balloon craze that evidently... <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> a yes. Midwest Your story craze. is it's over. A balloon. It's a balloon. Balloon. It's a balloon. 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 Blimp. 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 May I finish? <laughs> yes, you, you may. You fucking but. blimp hungry bastards. <laughs> That's right. May I fucking finish? Fucking goddamn, I love balloons. <sighs> I don't, but I do. 
Midwest balloon craze <laughs> that evidently had junior homicidal maniacs attaching cats to mini hot air balloons and launching them skyward for no other reason than the apparent joy one feels when seeing an adorable kitten plummet to the earth in terror. Jesus Christ, that was a thing? That Pe- was People did that? That was a sweet Indiana pastime. They attached cats to balloons and were like, see ya. So yeah, and launched them and when you fall, a catapult. Let the horror begin. Well, I mean, a slow <laughs> catapult, a plummet pult, a catapult, a slow a pult, really a slow a pult, a yeah, catapult, a float a pult. I didn't mean it as a pun. A catapult, yeah. really uh, puns now. Or, yeah, no, I didn't mean it that way. Hey, well, come on, you just did. Listen. They're launching cats. That's why these horrible, horrible what kind rat of bastards. Psychopaths would do that. Apparently, back then, it wasn't just the Jeffrey Dahmers of the fucking world that fucking murdered animals in their youth. It was the average American boy <laughs> just launching cats into the stratosphere with a fucking balloon, so they could hear it screech. Oh, that's fucked fall, up. Fall, and I guess hopefully not die. But wow. stratosphere. You know what? You know what I'm gonna say about that? Y'all fucked up. That's Y'all fu- fucked up. That's no, fucked that's up. fucking up. Yeah. So. So these are our options. Okay. A flock of misidentified bird. Okay, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm alright with that. Or a hot air balloon equipped with a screeching cat that may or may not make an asthmatic wheezing sound. Okay. That may or may not have one eye. That's solid. Which actually a cat would make that noise. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No, it's totally equipped with many cat flippers. Yeah. Okay. Many, right. many sidelong cat flippers. Okay, cool. Okay. So you know, whatever. Take that for what you will. I'm not comfortable with this whole cat thing. I'm just putting it out there for the for the no, record. Nobody likes this. That's a fucking horror right, show. It's bad. Despite the clear lack of humanity involved in the process, screeching cat piloted balloons no better explains away this so called apparition than does the bird theory. It's also worth noting that the night that both McIntyre and Gray, as well as Switzer and his wife, saw the monster it was described as being notably still and wind-free. Okay. So there's going to be some people that will be like, oh, kids are just launching cat balloons left and right. It's, just, it's the oh, national shit. pad time. Wee, it's wee, the hottest wee, shit. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Come on, man. And, and so there's blowing in the wind. balloons everywhere, dude. An empty balloon bag will look like, uh, I guess, a sheet. But, I mean, unless you have fucking gale force winds, unless you have a mini fucking tornado right right around the Martin House and old, you know, lane drive there where fucking former senator's wife yeah. lives. Like, how big are these balloons, man? Exa- are they and these big? The okay. and, and, and they don't have flippers. They don't have one eye. And... And you have what mighty wind is required to make it whip back and forth? Yes, they described it as both drapes and sheet-like or whatever. Right. But I just don't see the circumstances under which, unless, of course, unlike a single seagull in the Kinderhook blob case, it is a full flock of killed deer that get under said parachute that is now on fire, so it looks like it has an eye. So the wings look like flippers, the sheet's flipping around, and the poor fucking kitten stranded aboard is making all of the breathing sounds and screeches of terror Man, that are emanating like, forth. Yeah. That's it like a, like a monkey no. in a bag with a cat and a dog and a, and a fucking... Writing Shakespeare. And a snake, yeah. yeah and you toss, him, you toss a criminal in the bag and you put him in the river. What? It's a whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's not a cat. math. Boy. Regardless... Yeah. That night, the first night, was wind-free. Even legendary paranormal chronicler and author Charles Fort, of course, the source of the Fortean Mm -hmm. that we know of, was convinced that there was no Reverend G.W. Switzer and that the entire event was a hoax. Really? But once he looked into the matter, he was shocked to discover that the pastor not only existed, but had, in subsequent years, fully confirmed his previous testimony to be true. Okay. So... He learned the hard way. There is no doubt, and a lot of people say that this is just crazy press at the time trying to sell some papers. There is no doubt that journalistic integrity was malleable at best during that era of newspaper reporting. And as such, the sizes of crowds and other facts may have fallen prey to hyperbole. Nevertheless, when reporter Vincent Gaddis picked up the story years later and interviewed dozens of the still-living eyewitnesses involved with the mass sighting, he wrote that folks still believed that what they saw was inexplicable by natural means, and that, and this is a quote, all reports refer to this object as a living thing. To this day, what this living thing was remains open to debate. Yeah. So, when people were still alive that had seen this thing, uh, Fort looked into it, Gaddis looked into it, Sure, you can have hyperbolic local papers in the, in the Indianapolis Journal, the Crawfordsville Journal. Um, 
there are a lot of things that point to maybe exaggerations. Maybe there were not hundreds of eyewitnesses well, during yeah, that third right. encounter. Okay, but it really seems like uh, the people that saw something stood by their story years later. And uh, I mean, a random piece of fabric floating through the air with a flaming single eye and multiple flippers just does not seem to be explicable <clears throat> by a flock of birds, regardless of the dampness of the air, or the electricity being, you know, exuded by the new lamps or, or you know, well, by a random cat-filled parachute. No, no, the cat balloon uh, to me is just, that's not even on the table for me. That's not a cat balloon. Okay. That makes no sense. I'm surprised that you're going to deny it, but okay. No, but it, Mark from, loves the cat from balloon. everything they no. saw and just the shape, <laughs> of the, the cat, that just doesn't make fucking sense. All right. A flock, a flock of birds, I don't know anything about killdeer. I'm right. just not Johnny Kildare. No, we'll just we'll just right? call it birds from now on. Because when I first read that, a flock of kill uh, it didn't even say flock of killdeer. It was like a group of killdeer. I'm like, all right, I'm oh, gonna kill deer. What are these? Who do yeah, they I kill mean, deer? No, they don't. <laughs> are they killer deer? I know. I don't. Yes. I, yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine flying killer deer? No, no that would fucked. make things so much cooler. Goodbye, well, it would humans. even things up for them. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> yeah they love a playing ground. Well, I mean, if they, you know, I mean, geese flying a V. If they if they flew in a in a straight line. And they were doing a thing that at least would account for a shape of some sort. Oh, absolutely! Right, an undulating group, a flock of birds, can assume really bizarre shapes. Yeah, they do can be shit serpentine. In the sky too. Yeah, absolutely. that can look like a. But the thing is, but but it it rarely looks like a solid entity, a solid no. That's what pale I mean. White entity, I, and it almost never looks like fabric. Yeah. So I can right. see where these two different hypotheses of. You know, like say fucking cat balloons or well, a flock of birds will come into play, but it's like unless they're literally hybridized somehow and merged together, n- neither one really is explicable in terms of what the eyewitnesses saw. No, no, no. But then again, if they were a hundred to four hundred feet, four hundred feet's not a small amount. No, it's and big. If, it's, if it's at night, like four hundred feet's gonna look like, yeah, like that. Agreed. So you, that's possible. The only thing, the, but flying over. Witnesses over witnesses. close enough to feel the hot breath. That's yeah. a different no, breed well, of cat. Well, no we pun. didn't. I didn't get there yet. Right. The only thing that makes that weird is breath, mm-hmm. a goddamn breath weapon in right. the fucking eye of Sauron. So, uh, no birds that I know when they're flying in formation. No. Assume Sauron's. No. But here's the uh, thing too: if it's a balloon that can stay aloft, I could honestly see making a solid argument that the flame that keeps said hot air balloon aloft is the Sauron eye. Right. That the screeching, wheezing sound is a terrified, unfortunate cat. Okay. But it still is going to look like a round fucking balloon That's what if I mean. it's still aloft. I can't, it's not going to yeah, be like can't get away from around that. like, like, you know, like a plastic bag in the wind. You're you're right. not going to misinterpret a hot air balloon for a, a, a undulating, slithering thing in the sky. Almost never. In fact, how, never. Like, I just can't see how that would even be... A, possible and while you might mistake a flock of birds from a distance on a dewy evening with electrical lights i I don't know blasting your eyes for the first time in history as maybe something a little more solid i still don't see seeing it as a multi-flippered one-eyed drape-like undulating serpentine Entity that is 18 by 8 sure. feet. Well, I mean, take. we can't. I mean, maybe if it was, I mean, a, a new thing, you, would, you wouldn't know. But bear to in mind, too, McIntyre and Gray spent an hour and a half, two hours watching this that's, thing. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what they claim. They, like, followed it, and they're like... Well, yeah. they're, they're standing outside the barn, loading the ice, debating on whether or not the Martin family needs to live, apparently. <laughs> yeah, do we need to tell them? <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> that means going over there. They're yeah, fucking fine. Is Gray, is Gray just a goddamn punk who won't fucking take the chance of going under the monster? Or is he just like, fuck the Martins? Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, Let yeah, them fuck yeah. them. An old family rivalry. Exactly. Is like like Hatfields and McCoy. They're dead. Oh, no. The Grays and the Martins yeah. at it again. They're dead. Let that fucking Over balloon. The old let, that, let that cat attached to a balloon fall in their fucking house. Fuck but it. a cat attached a cat attached to a balloon. <laughs> or a flock of birds, for that matter, are not going to necessarily look like a majestically sweeping or whatever flowery oh. words they used entity with one fucking eye and no. many flippers. It's- Thing. Yeah. Over them, focusing on the house, flying to the fucking city limits, realizing that hey, I have no jurisdiction in this city. Coming back and that's kind of weird. The that, that it goes to the city limits and then it comes back. That's kind of strange. Yeah. 
It's a little weird. And why again the Martins well, and Lane place? Assume let's assume for a second that it is neither birds nor fucking screaming cat balloons. Okay. If it is a creature, why are certain houses why is it attracted to it? Is it a scent coming from within? Is it like cooking flesh? Well, is it uh, if it's demonic? If it's demonic, yeah. is it something that was invoked? It could have well, been. I don't know. What do Kildeer, uh if it was, what are they into? Like, no well, idea. Well, I'm, I'm saying fuck, fuck the rational explanations. If it is something either paranormal or cryptozoological, what would force it or in, intrigue it by these houses, you know, to, to remain aloft well, above these get, houses? Well, if it goes to, the, to like the city limits and then comes back, it sounds almost like it's bound to the area. Like, it, it can't well, not leave. necessarily. Dude, have you watched The Crows? They, I mean, True. they just go to yeah. random places and do whatever right. the fuck. And you're like, why? Why are you here? Right. Why the fuck yeah. are you here? Like I, like I see birds all the time here. But I, there's there's a rock quarry and there's water and there's a there's a thing. So right. So they go, go there. for that. But only because I know that. Right. Like I, we don't know what what is there. Was there a True. Fucking, is there some sort of thing? But there's a difference between a quarry that has water and uh, animal carcasses and other things that might appeal to a you know a murder right. of crows, and. What about specific houses, be it Old Widow Lane's house or the Martin house, that made this thing? I'm saying maybe it wasn't a house. Focus. Maybe there's something just nearby in, there in the area. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, if it, I mean, if but... things are just kind of circling, you would think it's. I mean, it could be this whole right. We there's just no way to know. No, exactly. There's no way to know. I don't know. But but uh, you know. But let's just in, indulge this form of discussion. Say it is something supernatural as of course many of the people locally believe i mean so much so that they thought it might be a harbinger of the of end of days the, yeah dude the end is nigh um it, it, you know you would think like is it is it something like say is it a curse is it an invocation of evil magic focusing on these people yep. is it or is it is i would take it assuming that all the rational explanations don't count mild curiosity or a smell of something that is mildly mm. intriguing this thing is also let's not forget writhing in what appears to be agony so let's hmm. let's take a whole different tact let's go back to atmospheric you know monsters atmospheric animals like we've talked about in gargantuan gliders and other things the, sky uh, spitter yeah. sky spitter other things i don't remember the guy campbell i think his name was where he thought it was like giant amoeba that live in the sky and sometimes oh, come yeah, down the, and, uh, the uh what was the uh, the, the, the ether right from, yeah, etheria yeah, yeah. etheria, etheria. Yeah. and they you know occasionally come down and just randomly digest yeah, a, that's a whole weird a derelict thing. human or whatever there's a whole weird <laughs> thing behind that, but think but, yeah. of it this way what if what if this thing is an atmospheric creature that for some reason was expiring or got injured by something, maybe one of those new fangled kitty hawk planes or who the fuck knows what. And and it was coming to earth and dying and writhing in agony and not used to the kind of gravity or pressure for that matter. I mean, it, right. it must be like a human being that's like deep under an ocean. Mm-hmm. It, the pressures are incredible and debilitating and induced death, needless to say. So maybe it can barely breathe, so it's wheezing its hot breath. Oh, it, you know, it's, interesting. It's, 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 it's I like floating it. around trying desperately to go back to where it can function in the levels of the sky, but it can't, and it's just slowly dying until it breaks apart and is nothing, really. So <laughs> what, what terrified everyone could be the last writhing death gasps maybe. of a creature yeah. that was never meant to exist this close to Earth. Oh. Or I was just trying to communicate, and that was the, the sounds of heaven. <laughs> trying to warn us <laughs> that was heaven's fucking trumpet oh here you do guess what guys you're, you're fucked you can never interpret you only interpret it, interpret sounds that you know oh, from other living things you right. know i don't think i know chris is saying this firmly tongue wedged in cheek and i yeah we'll have get all yeah, that but but that having been said the sound of god's voice in the old testament is supposed to be terror inducing and incomprehensible no, you, no, you can't to listen. the human right. Like yeah, when God die. tried to speak, people were like, fuck no, yeah. I can't deal with this. I cannot deal with this. <laughs> you died. And Moses had to be like, no, 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 let, let me do this. Let me do the translating. So the idea, or, or, or look at fucking Ezekiel and the wheel, but those like four-faced, multi-headed, yeah, the crazy angels. Oh, yeah. Cre- yeah. creatures from- Seraphims and were, cherubims. They were not and, yeah. a comfort no. to the human race. No. They, I mean, they might've been there to instruct and help, 
human beings, depending on what your belief system is, but they weren't something you look upon like a, like a black velvet painting of an angel at the state fair and like, oh, beneficent yeah, no. Anglo-Saxon angel that like will nine hug me into You're such a cute yeah. white little child. Yeah, that's yeah, not no. at all what they were. So yeah. who's to say this isn't a divine entity that is nightmarish in its you know appearance or gruesome, as they said directly, right. so that the people can't... Fa- so maybe it's now they're saying... God loves you. Everything's going to be okay. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wheezing and dying. Get your floating fucking around. shit together. Oh, man. Yeah, so it like, also could like, be the warning. Yeah. It's always the warning. So it might not even be a demon. It might be some sort of like angelic creature. What about those angels that were seen in space by like the Salute 7, the Russian, uh, the, well, maybe we'll oh, do, I, I know wait, I thought yeah, that, that sounds oh, familiar. Really? Uh, cosmonauts claim to yeah. see like seven angels floating outside of their ship. While they were up in space. Okay. I believe it's the Salute 7. I could be wrong, but it's something close to that. What if this is what happens when a space angel dies? Oh, no. What if a space angel comes to Earth? Earth, Or or, or maybe ghosts, they go to space and and, and they live throughout, throughout the universe doing ghost awesome shit planet to planet. And sometimes when they get too close to a planet's gravity, they get sucked down and expire in an agonizing chaos of fins and single eyes and whipping drapes until they are no more. So it's a dying angel. It could be. It's just or, a fall. Okay. It's a dying Falcor. Oh, oh, the he, luck dragon. He just oh, got in the final yeah. battle. So okay. poked his fucking eye out. Yeah, it's pissed. true. Yeah. A pirate uh-huh. Falcor. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Right. had one burning Man. eye because the, you know the flames below were reflecting yeah. onto it. You it's, know the torches. Somehow the, the Martins were the using. key to the, the kid was reading the book in the attic yeah, of yeah. the Martins. Okay, all right. Our yeah, lot, I know, yeah. All right. I so the dying Felcor, the dying Felcor. All right, there's a lot of theories on the table. So why don't we wrap this episode up with what do we think this is, guys? Robert, Whew. you know what? I have a hard time. I get that these two guys claim that they followed it, and it's a pile of killed deer. Uh, I just don't think that many people, assuming there were that many people, but even if it was a couple dozen and not hundreds, would mistake what they said they saw, much less what McIntyre and Gray and Switzer and wife saw, um, for a flock of birds, or as tragic and horrible as it is, a goddamn kitty balloon. I just don't. I don't. <laughs> I just. That I don't say. see that a kitty balloon. But if it is an amalgam of all of that, if it is a kid sent up a fucking goddamn cat balloon. And it starts fucking losing its, I don't know, trajectory because the flame starts going out. And then a bunch of killdeer get caught up in it. So you see a bunch of wings pushing around a sheet with a screeching cat and the dying ember of the balloon representing an eye. That could be it for a hot second. Oh, wow. All right. You're reaching, but I like it. I like it. It's funny because I never reach for skepticism. You know you're reaching. You're really reaching. Well, I, well, I like it's it. not really reaching. Because the thing is. All of those things exist in the world. It's true. It's true. And existed at that point That's what in I mean. time. It's, it's not like world. it's not a far All reach. Right. If it is the alternative, then it almost has to be, and, and I'm, I'm at low almost to go here, interdimensional. Because things like that don't fly on Earth. There is not a standard subset of rod-esque things, be them uh, microscopic, small, or 18 by fucking eight feet that do it. But if it does, uh, then it has to come from something that's not here and slip through the ethereal bonds into fucking our world. So it's it's either an interdimensional super rod, hyper rod, as we said earlier. All right. Or it's a fucking sheet filled with birds and a fucking screaming cat with one piece of flame that was slowly going out until it went over the horizon and no one saw it again. All right, I can respect that. I'm going with Dying Angel. <laughs> I almost spit take. Dying I angel. literally almost there. spit take. You know what it was? was an angel dying and it angel. Died. Yeah. No, you go with the death metal answer. Yeah. yeah. It is the dying death metal. Angel. Sweet 100% approves of that answer. <laughs> dying Angel. There you have it. Oh and Chris, so, what do you uh, got? Uh, it's a failed firework. Oh. Right, fail, failed firework, dying angel. Oh, wow. Somebody Sup- tried to make a Falcor fire. Right, cool. Even though cool. it was way before Falcor. Yeah, it was. It was. But it's a Chinese yeah. firework. Okay. It, it may be, or it it's, is. A, it's a dying it angel. It is a kind of Chinese yeah. dragon, too. Or it could be a failed firework attached to a bed sheet from another dimension. <laughs> that hit the angel, thus killing it. Oh, so they intertwined together. Dude. And as they were doing their death spiral, the poor people of Crawfordsville, yeah. Indiana, oh, no, got to Chinese bear witness. Firework hit Falcor. 
As oh. he was just having fun. Yeah. Knocked his eye out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pat was like, fuck off. Everyone, Everyone knows you agony. lose eyes. You lose eyes from fireworks. Yeah. yeah. And it was his flaming his flaming eye that everyone <gasps> saw. But how is the angel incorporated? Solved. Whoa. Like, wow. I'm like, don't talk anymore. Solved. <laughs> was... The angel was riding Felcor. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right, I, cool. So, uh, you know what? Let us know what you think <laughs> this is <laughs> because we clearly. No, we have it nailed. No, I think our theories are, are pretty much all over the board with this. So, you know what? Hit us up on the DMs. Let us know what you think it is. If you have any more information on this, please share it with us. Um, so there you go. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Kryptonaut Podcast. Again, the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebooks, hit us up there. Be sure to stick around for uh, some ratings and reviews. We're going to go over those. And as always, you can leave a rating and review on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast apps, or the Facebooks. You can do it. And or, we love them. Or you can just send us a, uh, a, a DM and say, hey, here's my uh, review for the show, and go ahead and read it. And we can do that, too. So, Absolutely. Plenty Though of options. I think it helps us when it counts. Well, if we, if you can finagle a way to put it on the in the uh, Apple Podcast apps or the iTunes, that is where we get most of the traffic for everything. But so, yeah. I still enjoy reading them on Facebook. No, Facebook sure. Too. Yeah. But you know, if you if you got a friend with an iPhone and you're just like, hey, let me see your iPhone for a second, you can subscribe to them to the pod and leave us a review under their name. That's fine. It, it certainly they won't like hurt. Yeah. If they're your friend, they're gonna like us. So you know, I hope so. <laughs> something else that helps us out a lot too. That's pretty. Cool cool is word of mouth it's oh the, absolutely it's the, the one that you don't ever think about but if like you're listening to something and like you're like like you if like you're into us and you tell someone like oh hey this podcast we is, get motherfuckers cool. addressing us all the time that just heard about it from, from a random a friend. Buddy. yeah, yeah absolutely. and that's dope. brilliant so, yeah uh, no so. i know word of mouth has always been whether it's politics music or whatever the yeah, fundamental totally. way that things uh, get more exposure. That is how I discovered punk rock. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. That's how all of us discovered. That's how I, I discovered yeah. Italian zombie films. Yeah. It's how we all discovered the things we love. Exactly. So there you go. So be sure to tell a friend, tell your clergy, tell your grandma, tell your grandpa, tell your brother and your sister. Yes. Don't tell your mother and father, though. Yeah, well, they might enjoy it. Yeah, probably not. Especially if they hate uh, a Felcor. Yeah, it's true. Hey, oh. hey, hey, Dad, they killed a Felcor. Listen to this podcast. It was a dying angel. There oh. you go. Thank you, as always. We Rodeo pre- Angel rides Felcor to death is headline in Crawfordsville <laughs> exactly. Journal. Exactly. Nice. Commies thwarted. <laughs> Felcor down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to each and every one of you, our listeners. We appreciate everything you do best. for us. And we'll be talking to you soon. Laters. Bye. Eat it, Felcor. Nice. <laughs>
Just my theory. I'm the only thing I'm pissed about is we didn't go there first. Well, well yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, seriously, good well job. Well played. Yeah. Keep up the great work, and thanks for the inspiration. Oh, fucking no. a right. You know, Chris is the best. You. Everyone can fuck off and die. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I, that's not. That's I, not in there. I, I knew yeah. that would be the postscript. Yeah, I know that yeah. I gave Chris this to read, and I know that was not in there. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> that's some bullshit, Chris. That's I'm proceeding <laughs> to fuck off yeah. now. All right, well, Watch I'm gonna go fuck off. I don't know. That's what I read. No, it makes sense. No. Was implied. That was the subtext. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Yeah. So thank you very much, Aiden, for the uh, review. And yes, if you want to use any of Robert's work, feel free to. Uh, you know, obviously, just like link back to us, give us a reference. That's absolutely. Cool. Yeah, um, it's always been. And there when for you do, people. and when you do launch your your, uh, your YouTube, uh, hit us up and let us know. And we can give you a little promotion. But like, hey, check out this YouTube channel. Yeah. Um. And as far as your uh, theory about the Wright Patterson and everything, it's fascinating. That's, it that's never a, even occurred no, to me. Yeah. Me that's, neither. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. I patient mean, zero man squirrel. It absolutely. Is. Patient zero man squirrel. Yeah. It is. It's always been. Obviously, Ohio is literally a hotbed for the magnificently bizarre. It always has been. But, but I've always thought of it in terms of cryptozoological or alien. But this idea of, uh, you know, maybe some sort of convergence of the two. Fucking yes. Yeah. Why? Because there's nothing too weird for Ohio. No. no. No, not really. Not at all. It is It is the capital of fucking odd for America, and I totally. think they should wear it as a badge of honor. As a very brief Columbus, Ohio resident, I am delighted to say that uh, I got to live in this nexus of bizarre, and, and it really, it should be celebrated. Okay. Awesome. All right, cool. So there you have it. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. Be sure to keep those coming. They help the podcast out quite a bit. And we're talking to you soon. Bye. Absolutely. I'm the best. Yeah, Chris is oh, the best. You are. No, it's in there. It's so in there. Uh, Rob and I got to like fuck off and die? No, well, that's, well, that's what Aiden wrote. So. Yeah, uh, I know. well, it's clear. F O A D. I'll be Rob. starting my own podcast soon. That's just me. Yeah. It's called and Chris. Once. once... <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Chris. But wait a minute. You already have your own podcast. It's Get... not called Chris. No, it's not. But give your podcast a plug. Your, your it, other podcast, it's, uh, is not good, us. good and plenty. Okay, good and plenty. You can find that on uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud places, iTunes, maybe. Spotify, yeah. uh, social medias. We'll put a link up to it. We actually we we retweet all the good and plenty stuff. So and oh, we talk about oh, cool. it fairly extensively in this month's uh, e- Evil, Evil Science, Science and Magic Buddies. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yes, perfect. so it's awesome. It's hilarious. And so when Mark and I die, and Chris is doing the all Chris all the time, Chris pad. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be wonderful. And and maybe he can hook up with. I mean, when I do know, I get but... when do I get my own podcast? And you can do it whenever you want. want to start it. Okay, I guess. Right. And you can call now Mark. I'm going to feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mark. Oh, it's Mark. Uh, it's me, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Mark. What do you think, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> what about you? Mark, <laughs> you know what? I'm staying. I'm staying faithful. I'm not starting the Robcast. Okay, fine. I'm. I'm in it with you guys. And when you guys betray me, I will be the most glorious martyr in the known universe. Do we have you as a guest uh, on the Mark podcast and on the Chris? It's podcast? It's going to be a couple years though. I, I, I fully hope that I'm like the permanent guest on all of your shows. So it's just like what we're doing, yeah. except under unlike your, your other podcasts, Rob. The Chris Pod needs, you know, yeah. cast blows. Dadcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, we'll be talking to you. Oh, cast it up, bitches. Say it.